0: Welcome to Timberwolves, the podcast, the fourth best Timberwolves podcast in the Twin Cities metropolitan area. It's hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. I'm Scott. Welcome to episode four. We got about a month of uh, the wolf season under our belt and uh, we are heading on with the podcast. Thank you so much for listening.
1: Scott, it's been an exciting week in Timberwolves basketball. Yeah, even though the games are more spaced out, I like them sometimes a little more spaced out when you get a bunch of them in a row. Yeah, we had seven and nine, I think,
0: uh, kind of to start the season now, and now it's a little more chill. Yeah, you start taking for granted like (laughs) all good things in life. I want the games. That's okay. That's what the rest of the league is for. But we're always excited to watch our wolves. Uh, We got a lot of cool segments for you this uh, this week. Uh, We have a nice sponsor. We got to do mailbag. You're going to better know uh, an old school wolf. We're gonna predict some things, and then, as always, we're gonna play a game together. Scott, you ready to dig into it?
1: Uh, hold
0: up. Okay, now, now, am. Okay, good. I'm good. Let's do now, it. Yeah, You waited, you waited, and now, and now you're good. Now you're good to go. Get, get a sip there. Uh, let's start off by uh, by talking about the hot topic of the week. Scott, Carl Anthony Towns isn't playing to close out games. Is this a big deal, or is it kind of a you know something to talk about deal?
1: Uh, on the scale of one, not being too worried about it, and one thousand being, oh my gosh, sound the alarms. Right, it's a wide range. I'm like ten. You're like you like a know, ten? No, yeah. it's yeah, it's yeah, not a ten out of thousand. Not registering a lot for me. You know, it's just a few games. Maybe if it's a trend, we worry about it. But I don't think there's anything wrong with a little healthy competition. I know I always tried harder when I had someone in front of me I had to take down. You know, you got to earn those minutes. Light that fire in the rookie a little bit. I'm with it. You know, Gorgie,
0: he's he's not an old dude. You know, he's older in the scope of the Wolves, but still, he's a young player, needs to develop as well. And for him to be in front of, of, of Towns, who, you know, I think for the first couple weeks of the season, we anointed him. We gave him the. We gave him. The, we gave him the the crown and said, "You're next, right here, this guy." So shot, now, shot out of the gates like a pistol yeah. firing a bullet. Really. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's a little bit of that. I think that that's a little bit unfortunate. That kind of led us to this point where nothing else would 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 you know do. We have to have Cat in there at the end, and I do think you know he's definitely been great when he's been in those clutch situations. But Gorgie's playing great.
1: Yeah, I think that's the thing. It's not that uh it's not like Gorgie's being terrible and being played over Cat. It's not like it's uh, Kobe playing over D'Angelo Russell or something right, right here. gorgie has been playing well. He's been playing a lot better as of late. And, you know, we're even seeing a few minutes with Gorgie out there with Cat at the same time, which could be a good lineup for us like in that. the future. Yeah. So, so they
0: can both kind of switch between the power forward and the center position.
1: I like that. So Gorgy's part of the future. I'm okay with Cat playing. I'd like to see him play maybe like 30 to 35 minutes a night, but anywhere, you know, around that range. I'm not going to complain that much. It'd be nice to see him in the fourth quarter, but like, Everyone says you need to. That helps you develop so quickly to be in the fourth quarter situations. Like, does it? Yeah, you know, it's the same thing we're talking about with being Does playing him at point guard make him a better point guard? Like, yeah, hard, hard to know. Yeah,
0: hard to know. But you know, for me, the main thing is that the Wolves have been winning these games. Uh, you know, they did lose the Clippers and they did lose their night um, against Orlando where Gorgie played at the end. But he, uh, you know, the Wolves, for the most, point, most part, have been sticking in these games even when you know it's not Cat in there at the end. So. That's the main thing. If the Wolves were like 0 and 4 while this was happening, then maybe we're talking a different tune here. But uh, you know, the fact that they've you know they won against Sacramento, won um, against Atlanta, you know those games. Come on, you you gotta go with the you gotta go with the results. And like you were saying, give something for the Rook to kind of you know see where the baseline is, see that he's got to be playing better than Gorgie to get in there. It's not just going to be something that's handed to him. You know, so I, I'm okay with it for now. We'll see how it goes going forward. Something to look at, something to keep keep our eye on. I it's guess. never
1: bad to to make towns earn it a little bit. You know, just light a fire. A That's right. Motivation. Yeah, I mean, I think he. Gordy's the vet comparatively.
0: Yeah, he's he's the he's the old guard in a way, and you know, I think Cat came into the year, you know, again playing well, uh, Western Conference Rookie of the Month. That's great and everything, but also, you know, he came in here and and, and really really blew it up, and and, and people were taking notice. But he's not the automatic guy there yet. Let's the let's, let's wonder, pump the brakes.
1: It's gonna be a long career for him. Let's let's hold back a little bit. The thing I wonder about as well is that the times that Cat has seemed to struggle guarding his man is when the other person is a mammoth. Mm-hmm. Like. Andre Drummond, DJ, you know, we yeah. saw down uh, DJ Augustine and <laughs> yeah. the Clippers, and also like D- D- Bruce, uh, Jordan, yeah. Yeah, yeah DeAndre Jordan, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Thank you. I knew I was messing that <laughs> up while yeah. I was saying it. Um, and then also Vucevic is huge now. That oh. guy is stacked. Like, he is built. And so, like, you could just see that Towns is adjusting to the physical nature of playing against somebody so much stronger than him. How many times in college mm-hmm. did he have to go up against somebody who had. 50 pounds of muscle on him. Yeah, not that often. Yeah. And so Gorgie comes in, and Gorgie is, you know, five years older than Towns. He's much more physically mature. He's and, been around the block. Yeah, he's been building muscle every season, yeah. so he, he knows what it takes to pound uh, down on the block a little yes. bit more. But, you know, it would obviously be great to see Towns mix in at the four. He'll be in there eventually. It's all good. Settle down,
0: Wolves Nation. Settle down. It's going to be okay. Uh, and it's going to be okay because Wiggins, uh, Mister Mr. Andrew Wiggins, his clutch scoring is something that uh, that has been really nice to see this season. Scoring in the fourth quarter, uh, clutch typically defined as uh, within five minutes to go in the game when the when the score is five points um, uh, five points or less as far as the scoring margin goes. He's been great. And we seem like we've had uh, a lot yeah. of those opportunities. This is like yeah, the Wolves are one of the on one teams head, it's in the a league. small yeah.
1: sample size, but it's not as small of a sample size as you would expect because no. we seem to be in every game towards the end.
0: That's right. They're all These games have been tight so far. There haven't been many blowouts at all, well, one way or the other. The Wolves really haven't blown anybody out, and they don't get beat by 15, 20 points at all this season so far, maybe once or twice. but So, so the, the games are always sort of in that range, And Wiggins has really been wonderful in those situations. Um, He's the
1: only guy that uh, Sam Mitchell seems to trust regardless, or need, because we've seen Sam Mitchell on the bench unit as firing, like, leave his bench unit in to close out a game if they're the people who brought the score back and got the lead, like, in Sacramento and... He always puts Wiggins back in though. Wiggins is the only starter who comes back <laughs> in when uh, when Sam Mitchell's ready in the bench squad run. Yeah,
0: he's really the first starter that gets back in there. With the, He's the last starter to leave that crew and he's the first starter to get back in there in the fourth quarter. And you, you can see why, you know.
1: Um, uh, I noticed that Ricky's play calls in the fourth in Orlando, and he's giving it to the person who's hot. But it was dump it off to Wiggins and just clear out and let him work. You know, yes. get, one you of the to reasons line, Ricky know didn't driving. have a lot of assists in that game, but like he was creating. And, and Ricky says when he, he's got the hot hand; he's going to give the he's ball. He's going to Wiggins. give it to him. Yeah, uh, John Krasinski
0: from uh, AP, um, obviously someone you need to follow, probably are following um, on Twitter. He uh, tweeted that um, you know in clutch. So far this season, Wiggins has taken uh, 32 uh, field goal attempts. No other Wolf um, has more than 10. Hmm. So, I mean, that just shows you right there that they're making a point to make sure this guy has the ball at the end of the game. Um, Right now he's seventh in the league in clutch time scoring. Uh, LeBron, Westbrook, Curry, Harden, Reggie Jackson, and John Wall are ahead of him. I mean, he's third in the league in clutch time field goals made with only LeBron and Westbrook. Uh, in front of him so a lot of that is the fact the Wolves have been in these tight games but you're also just seeing the rise of someone who is demanding the ball
1: uh, at the end of the game which is great to see from such a young player I want to call attention to the difference in those two stats you listed the top seven there's seven people above Wiggins in crunch time scoring but only two above them in buckets made in crunch yeah. time and that's because Wiggins is not just you know, trying to do the Kevin Martin, James Harden kind of draw the foul and get the, line, in, get the calls at and force the refs to decide the game. Yeah, He's actually going really hard and making a lot of these buckets, and I think that's, you know, super encouraging. Obviously, you don't want to just wait to live and die by the free throw line. He's actually been a little bad at free throw shooting, ironically. Yeah, he's
0: had some tough times in the He's got to get that back you know, up into the 80s. But, yeah, I mean, that's the knock on the Wolves from a couple of years ago being so terrible in these fourth-quarter end-of-game situations was that – They
1: rely too much. Kevin Kevin Love and Kevin Markey's always looking for a foul. Ricky would much rather hop into a guy and throw throw the ball up wildly than take an actual jump shot. You got it. Refs tend to
0: quote unquote swallow their whistles here at the end of these games. But I mean Wiggins, to his credit, also has begun to line a lot, not necessarily at the end of the games, but he's still up there as far
1: as league rankings go as you know, free throws attempted. Um, that kind if of we thing. had had a podcast last season, I would have been harping for months about how Wiggins was not getting the superstar calls. <laughs> yeah, because Wiggins was getting hacked up and down the court, and every every quarter we would say, "Well, there's a call he'll get next year." Right. and He's getting those calls now. It's refreshing to see that he's getting that respect finally. You just have to be a second year player, I guess. You no, know, that's just it. You know, <laughs> and I bet Nemanja can't wait for that.
0: Can't wait till he's next year. No respect. Can you imagine doing a podcast last year, like actively tanking, sixteen wins. Ooh.
1: You yeah, we talking Charing
0: about. It There's no way. oh dark tights. Let's let's hope this season doesn't take a turn for that like, that kind of worse. We already have as many road wins as we had all last season, right? Yeah, we're good to go. We're good to go. We're gonna make it through the whole season. No tanking. Uh, last thing I want to talk about here in the, in the main segment. Uh, Nikola Pekovic uh, is turning the corner. I would I would like to say. You know, um, he was uh, hurt with the foot injury last year. Had a surgery on his Achilles, I believe, which is. Ooh, Scary times. Big men with the feet. Seven-footers with the feet. That's uh, that's when things start to go downhill.
1: Hopefully but, he didn't turn that corner too quickly and hurt his ankle. <laughs> that proverbial corner. He's got to <laughs> take it slow.
0: Exactly. But Peck uh, apparently has been uh, up and running, sprinting, doing some practices where he's finally moving. Uh, which is, I heard he was doing great. some boxing, which is a terrifying Whoa. thing to picture. Look out. Peck's, Peck's going to swing left at you. Uh, but, yeah, so apparently Peck is, his return. Could be um, sort of relative, relatively imminent. It's not something it could happen. It could happen. You know, I wouldn't expect to see him by the end of this calendar year. Maybe I think we talked about this before, but sometime maybe in January, or February, you can expect to see Peck. But if this is going to happen, Scott, what? Where do we see him fitting into this team that we have now? Especially when we already kind of have center uh, battles happening right now with Cat and Gorgie and you know, a couple other big men. Where does Peck fit in the mix if he is to come back and, and be able to play, you know, 20 minutes a game or so?
1: Ooh, 20, you threw the bone in there at the end. Twenty minutes well, a game. Well, I or don't so. expect him to be the full-time player If he comes, if he comes back, I don't see him playing more than ten minutes, fifteen minutes a game. Yeah. It's like who gets more minutes, a KG or Peck per game? That's I like see. kind of yeah. like low level. Yeah. This year, we're not going to rush him back from a like career-threatening ankle injury. I never. So scary. I never actually expected him to come back. So this no. is great news to hear. It's even a possibility. Yeah. And so if he comes back this season, we're not playing him twenty minutes a game. We're going to give him ten minutes, not only because we don't have minutes to give him, but because there's we got him on contract for next year too. There's no reason to, uh, like, make him put any pounding on that new ankle. Like, build him up slow. That's true. We'll give him some uh, bench unit run. I would love to think that by the time Pekovic is ready to come back, everyone on our team is still healthy and there's no nagging injuries where, you know, maybe Nemanja needs to rest a knee for a couple games or KG or, you know, right. who have you. I think there'll be room for him to squeeze in. It's it's tough, though, because the team has clearly moved on. Yeah, the team,
0: the team has sort of, you know, replaced him as far as personnel goes and the league has sort of moved on from the kind of game that peck plays you know that's another thing he's he really doesn't fit in with what you hear is the, the the new age game of pace and space and not really having a traditional center peck is that traditional center you know he's not going to be able to chase guys out to the three point line he certainly has no range on a shot beyond like 10 12 feet so he, he just kind of I mean, question he, where he, can he fits.
1: come in and his style of just like pound you down low and throw the bunny hook shot in that that can score you ten points a game against a bench unit, and yeah. that's that might be his ultimate destiny. But then mm-hmm. that's the question: like, where's Gorgie playing? We do, yeah, exactly. Maybe next, maybe next season, you know, maybe Gorgie starting alongside Cat, maybe Nemanja starting alongside Cat. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Well, that's that's what we'll find out this season. It's we, another, it's another weapon in your toolbox, at least. Well, you know? we just
0: want to Peck back too for for how, how how cheerful and how hilarious of a of an individual he seems to be. Cheerful off the court, obviously, on the court he's.
1: He's a, he's a piece of one, slate rock. One of our <laughs> favorite players, no doubt. Yeah. I love Peck. I love his style of playing. Yes. He, try, he tries hard, and like just watching the opposing centers bounce off of him, and like look at the shock on their face of like, oh man, <laughs> I just got a pick set against a mountain. You know, it, it's great. I love him. I hope he comes back healthy and it would be a good problem
0: to have it would be great just to have him as a role player on this team obviously he's not going to be that centerpiece that we kind of paid him to be or that we expected him to be maybe three years ago but just to have him around as a piece on the team and not someone who's wearing a suit at the end of the bench would for be re- me, really anything, cool
1: anything for the rest of this contract is bonus I, yeah. I was really afraid we'd right. never see him laced up again that's right
0: well good that's uh, that's uh, all the things we want to talk about here for the main section of the podcast Um, But uh, we do have uh, a word um, from our new sponsor this week. Um, So make sure that, uh, you know, you're sticking with us and listening to that. And then uh, we'll be back uh, with a little mailbag. All right, guys, let's uh, let's get this press conference over with. Uh, First question.
1: Co- co- coach, what did you think about tonight's game? That's uh, a
0: terrible question. I don't see how that's relevant.
1: Oh, oh, hold on, Coach. Hold on. Here, eat a salty smidge. Mmm. I don't feel much better. Sorry, I was being salty. Salty smidge candy bar because you're salty when you're hungry. And be on the lookout for our new salty smidge sour drops.
0: It's a mailbag, it's a mailbag It's a a m- m-m-m-m-m-mailbag It's a mailbag, it's a mailbag It's a a m- m-m-m-m-m-mailbag Letters on letters like the alphabet, yo This segment's called Mailbag So if you got a question about the wolves, let us know There's a good chance that we'll read it on the show Yeah, send us your letters Send us your messages Send us your carrier pigeons We want to hear from you Yeah That's right. It is mailbag time. Time to dig into the bag featuring all the mail. So many questions. Thank you so much for sending your questions to us, whether it be via our website, contact page, or on
1: Twitter at WolvesCast. We do this show every week. We need new questions every week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for protecting Mother Earth and not sending us any paper letters. We well, don't want those. style. Yeah. And I look forward to getting anyone's paper letters that are asking about topics that were relevant last week. (laughs) It's just taking a while to get to us. What do you think about this upcoming road trip? Do you think we can beat Sacramento (laughs)
0: and the Clippers? First question comes to us from Chris. His Twitter handle is at WolvesFan329. I believe he's from Minneapolis. Hey, Chris. Hi, Chris. Thanks for sending this in. Uh, He says, can you guys talk about the embarrassment Wolves fans suffer due to the large amount of fake other teams fans that show up for those special teams? LeBron James, Stephen Curry, Kobe. There are a couple of guys that sit near me who come to too many games and wear Wolves gear, except for when the superstars come in the building. There must be more of these fake fake fans. Yeah, so so, so fake fans. Now I don't think I've, I've experienced too much of the this person normally wears a Wolves shirt but now is wearing a Warriors right. shirt thing. Yeah, and you mostly
1: just see like. Fair weather, you know, front runner fans. The people who are wearing Kobe jerseys come to two games a year. yeah, the two of that Lakers games. And the same with LeBron James fans. There's a lot of these front running fans who aren't there every night. And if you are wearing a T-Wolves jersey most days of the year, then you're gonna switch on a Kobe jersey. That's what we're talking who about. Who are here, you? Right? That's what we're talking about here. That's even worse. Whoa. That's that is, inexcusable.
0: Yeah, if you're a fan of another team all all throughout the year and you're just stoked when they come to your city, that's great. Do your thing. Uh, yeah, we'll maybe uh, we'll maybe um, talk some junk to you in the arena, whatever. But you have a right to be there, and, and more power to you for che- cheering on your team that hopefully you cheer for for the whole year. But if you're a Wolves fan, except for when Curry's in town or whatever, or Kobe's the big one from the last couple of years, even with LeBron, Kobe is still the the most egregious fans come out for that. And,
1: you know, we're not even going to talk that much smack because Timberwolves fans can't talk smack. There's not anything that we can back it up (laughs) with. So there's not really a lot of smack will talk to you, even if you do wear a different jersey. But it doesn't change the point that, like, if you're bringing your child to the game in a Kobe Bryant jersey, what kind of lessons are you teaching that child? Yeah, come on. That's the thing. Like, adults, it's like, whoever, like... I don't know who you are but there's a bunch of like front-running fans who want to you know I don't I don't want to know about your pats. they're
0: flip-flopping
1: but you know? when you bring in your kids you're trying to teach to them.
0: you're teaching them that it's okay to kind of be disingenuous for a little while and then show up
1: just when it's cool and, and come in wearing a different jersey nah I'm not down with that especially when it's like it's like Kobe I mean come on those kids did, weren't alive for Kobe's good years they weren't paying attention like at least we were talking about how like It makes sense that Curry would be every child's fan in America, like, child's favorite player. Every child in America (laughs) would love Curry. That makes sense, I guess. But, like, it's super discouraging to see it. And also, like, you know, it's bad because it's Oklahoma City, it's Kobe with the Lakers, it's when LeBron was on the Heat now with the Cavs. You'll see like everyone wearing these foot locker jerseys where it's like this is the neon Kobe jersey or this is the yeah. all camo Kobe jersey or yeah. like,
0: it's the new it's the newer, more, you know, fashion branded style stuff.
1: You see so many ugly Kevin Durant jerseys at Oklahoma City games. Come on. I mean
0: I know no one listening you're not listening to a Tim Rolls podcast if you're one of these people. Uh, but if you true. know one of that's these people, if you know one of these people, you know, you need to you need to bring it up to them, I think. Tell them face to face that, hey, this is this is an issue. You got to work on this. This could be
1: like it could be casual. If it's like a baby shower, maybe give yeah, like a Rubio jersey early <laughs> yeah. on. There you go. Don't let him have the chance. I like that, yeah. You asked me if I wanted to go see Kobe's last time here, and I didn't respond, but I thought, f no. Like, come <laughs> on. It's, it was annoying going to those games when Kobe was good. No way I'm going to go there to watch him be bad and have to put up with all that like over the top. Like, oh man, I'm censor- Sentimental. I, 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 I had a lot of choice vulgar things I was going to well, say. Thank there, you. But like, you know how fans like to be. Overly happy with themselves uh, uh, when Kobe comes around. And so, no, I don't want to go see that. Like, uh, I I just hate all the kids wearing Kobe jerseys. There's so many of them. There's a lot over the years. Over the years, there's been
0: a lot, and the Lakers always beat the Wolves, so I understand. It's okay. It's going to be even
1: worse (laughs) next year when there's still a ton of people wearing Kobe jerseys when the Lakers come into town. that's all right uh,
0: let's get to our next question it comes to us uh from jenny in stillwater jenny writes which team has the better collection of young talent the magic or the wolves thank you very much for that jenny uh, very apt uh question from this week the wolves fell again unfortunately to the orlando magic they had two games two good games against each other though good good matchup of, of the young talent in the league um scott who's uh whose young talent
1: do you think is better oh man it's tough when you when you talk about it because i think like we have the stronger the two peaks that we have andrew wiggins and talents yeah. will probably be better than any of the players on the magic i think that's right maybe if i was a diehard magic I, if i was doing yeah. magic <laughs> yeah, no, Podcast, Depot's still coming. yeah i'd be like depot or, or just wait for mario mario's yeah. gonna catch fire you guys <laughs> you know tobias just, yeah. this year tobias harris makes it all Ooh, i like tobias harris. And that's what I'm saying. They've got, like, a great—I think, on the whole, they've got a better collection because they run deep. they got Alfred Payton, yeah. Victor Oladipo. Evan Fournier is still a young guy. Yeah. They've got Hazonia. Lucevic is not not as young as the rest of them, but yeah. they've got Nicholson is still rather young. Hizonia, Aaron Gordon. Yeah. Ooh, Gordon. That's what I'm saying. They, they run deep. They seem to have, like, a wider base. The Wolves do have a lot of nice—we keep saying
0: nice young talent, but I still think a lot of the Wolves players that we're talking about really haven't defined themselves as much as some of the young talent that, that the Magic have. A lot of potential still with the Wolves. The Magic have a couple of guys who've been in the league a couple of years, um, like we're talking about Harris yeah, and Vucevic course, and stuff. They, they've been around and they've been able to establish themselves, so they definitely have like the thicker
1: middle. I would say, but the Wolves have higher peaks. I'm so glad they got a coach that is actually putting it together because yeah. i always wondered why that talent base down in Orlando wasn't working more. Why were they always still so bad Yes, when they had so many of what I thought were really talented players? And I, you know, sorry, Coach Vaughn. <laughs> you know, like Scott Skiles, at least for this year, Scott Skiles is really, you know... Getting the most out of them right now. So far, so good. Can't the wait Magic. to see them in the Eastern Conference playoffs.
0: So Yeah, maybe they will get one of those last seeds, possibly. But Eyes yeah, on the
1: rise in Orlando. Two
0: young teams in the league, keep an eye on but them. But I'd rather have Wiggins and Towns ones. over everything, you know? Me too, me too. I think, I think that's that's clear. That, that that's, that's good. Um, next question comes to us from Tim in St. Paul. Tim writes, with the Sixers and Lakers being terrible this season, can we safely say the Wolves are out of the NBA's basement? The Wolves have been uh, down there at the bottom. Sorry, that's another question. <laughs> the Wolves have been down there at the bottom uh, for the last couple of years. Um, yeah, you know, well, I think but, like we're but, not
1: one of the worst three teams in the league. Last, right, year, we the last, last year, year we had the worst record. Last year we had the worst record. Yeah, we're still a lottery team. We're, we're not that bad, bad. Yeah, we're probably not one of the worst five teams in the league anymore.
0: Yeah, no, I think the Nets um, are going to be be down there as well. Lakers
1: are worse. Sixers are worse. Yeah, you know, there's some bad teams, but still, I think that. Uh, this team seems like if they're not going to be a 500 team, they're going to be flirting with 500 throughout the season. It seems yeah. like it's going to be a squad that is in every game, is fighting, and so will either be 500 or around there. So maybe we're in that 15 to 20 range, yeah. hopefully. But, yeah, yeah. You know, anything, anything above like... 25 is actually amazing right like, yeah, come on we've we been bad for so long
0: yeah especially given the last couple of seasons I uh, was thinking that it this, feels good
1: just not to be at the very bottom we'll still take being a non-playoff team for now so everybody's been raining in their hands over the Sixers and yeah. what a joke they are they, I mean these are actually articles they probably just load from last year and switch to <laughs> this, the save as 2015 <laughs> instead where it's just like what a disgrace to the league but <laughs> um, what are we watching you know it's easy I was thinking about this whether the Sixers are approaching. The Wolves an all time worst franchise status, oh. <laughs> but then I started to realize not even close. They've actually won a championship. Yeah, they've had some uh, some uh, many more Hall of Famers and MVPs than we've had.
0: But they've been around so much longer, though. Sixers and even Likers, you know, both these teams are, you know,
1: super old NBA franchises. The Wolves relatively new on that scale. Well, with us playing the Clippers in the last week, I was thinking that, you know, with the Clippers being so good, maybe we don't realize it. But the Clippers and the Wolves might have the biggest rivalry in the NBA in terms of which is the worst franchise of all time. (laughs) And so we've got a couple, you know, debatable points here. The Clippers have won two division titles. The Wolves have only won one. Close. But the Wolves have been to the Western Conference Finals. Clippers never have. Well, we've gotten further than them. Also, all-time winning percentage, the Timberwolves, at the end of this list, but still ahead of the Clippers. Ah, So all-time winning percentage, the Wolves are still above the Clippers just by a bit. Obviously, the Clippers are closing in every year. They've got this Chris Paul-led squad, but mm. we're going to start racking up those wins. That's the real franchise rivalry. Who is the worst franchise? Right now, I'm giving us the edge just by just by a little bit. That's Clippers, what, uh, you're still the worst all-time franchise.
0: <laughs> Unless they change it this year, they got they got a chance. I That's the
1: real rivalry. Yeah. No way, no way. They're going to the conference finals. They look terrible. They could. Oh man, they got. Yeah, I mean, they could get their. You can't say in straight. December. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so early.
0: All right, that will do it for mailbag. Thank you so much for sending in your questions. Again, shoot them our way. We do the show every week, and we need new topics
1: to talk At about. At cast. It's it's with the O, no, right? Yes. It's not. It don't
0: worry about numbers. No, it's all all uh, all English letters, right there. Wolves cast TimberwolvesThePodcast dot com. Check it out. Um, that does it for mailbag. We'll be right back with our next segment. Better know an old school wolf. Stick around. Over the course of his stellar 20-year NBA career, Kevin Garnett has earned the reputation of being one of the most intense players in league history. Wolves fans have seen how his intensity manifests itself in countless regular season and playoff game situations. But thanks to a recent profile on KG by ESPN's Jackie McMullen, we learned about a former Wolf Wally Zerbiak, encountering KG's intensity on the practice court. The tensions boiled over during a November 2000 practice, when Zerbiak reportedly got picked off and chided Garnett to call out screens. KG responded curtly, quote, Play some defense. The, pick, the pickoff seemingly a consequence for whatever expectation Zerbiak wasn't meeting defensively. Zerbiak took exception. It accelerated into a shouting match, which spilled into the training room. Punches were thrown. Asked Zerbiak about it today, and he says he was simply a young player trying to stick up for himself. Quote, I felt like I had some leadership qualities, unquote, he said. Quote, I'm, not, I'm not a guy who will take a backseat all the time, and certain scenarios I'm going to speak up for what's right. At times, it definitely got me in trouble. Unquote. While he was drafted by the Timberwolves sixth overall in the 1999 NBA draft, he made the All Star team in 2002 and was basically the team's second best player for a handful of years until the Wolves signed LaTrell Sprewell and Sam Cassell. Serbiak is fourth all time in franchise minutes played, fourth in scoring, seventh in rebounding, and eighth in assists. In January of 2006, Wally, along with Michael Olba-Candy and a first-round draft pick, was traded to the Celtics for Ricky Davis, Mark Blunt, Marcus Banks, and Justin Reed. Zerbiak will be remembered for his Derek Zoolander-like looks, bombing long-range threes, making the all-star team, and getting punched in the head by Kevin Gardett. And now we better know, an old-school wolf, Wally Zerbiak. segment is called predicted this is where we predict things about the wolves season
1: and they absolutely come true every time no matter what take it to the bank we will guarantee it we will not guarantee it
0: (laughs) that's right not like a
1: money sense
0: right we can't you can't be betting on these things actually but but. you can
1: take it to the bank and bet on it if you wanted to
0: yes exactly happen exactly first prediction i'm going to hit us with the first one scott i predict Carl Anthony Towns will make more three pointers than Ricky Rubio this season. Ooh. It's a sad one to say. Mm. It's a sad prediction to make. I don't mean to bum out Wolves fans. Sorry. We all, every season, we go through the rigmarole of. Uh, it's you know, crazy. Hoping I talk that, myself uh, into
1: it every year. No,
0: this is the year. This Ricky's the year. jump shot. Ricky's been be working on it all summer. This is the year. Mike Pemberthy. Oh, look at you that. Guys, he's working on the shot. He's got more arc on it. I can tell. Look how good it looks. And, you know, I might still have long-term hope for Ricky Rubio's shot uh, becoming uh, somewhat serviceable, but this season...
1: I'll never give up. Jason Kidd style. You can learn it as you grow older. You go.
0: Just keep pointing to Kidd, everybody. It'll be all right. So far this season, Carl anthony Towns has made three three-pointers, and Ricky Rubio has also made three three-pointers. The difference isn't in how many they have taken, right? Carl anthony Towns is like three for 10. Ricky's something like three for 32 or something, right? So... So Ricky shooting in the teens percentage-wise, Cat shooting more like thirty percent. Um, the question really is how many? How many are they going to be taking? I guess here,
1: you know. And I think, uh, man, I mean, that's also the question because I mean, we know Ricky doesn't like pulling up for three. It's really, I mean, he's been when he gets it thrown out to him, he'll take a corner three when yep. he's wide open. Yep. And that's really the only time he's doing He's not doing a bunch of bo- uh, above Which i fine threes. with. Yeah. That's, that should that's be it. That's a smart shot. He's doing it because it's the smart <laughs> shot. And he'll start hitting those. But in <laughs> Cat, you Kat know, usually, usually
0: centers, more. obviously not now in the new modern NBA, more centers are being encouraged to take threes. Horford's taking a bunch of threes. Uh, uh, Boogie Cousins taking a bunch of threes.
1: If you can space the floor with your five, it's going to open up a lot of room for you to operate on offense. So, right. And it's okay for him to be taking some of these, especially it seems like sometimes he takes these because he doesn't want to body up with the big guy down low. Yeah. If the big guy has got a lot of muscle and weight on towns, towns will take more of the jump shots. Also, it happens, I find, when Ricky's not playing because Zach Levine can't get a good entry pass or a good, like, uh, you know, in the paint, pick and roll to get him that ball in tight spaces. Levine can't do that. So when Levine's the point guard, Towns has got to catch and shoot around the perimeter more. Whereas Ricky can get it inside more to him. And he'll let it fly. I mean, this season we might not see that many from
0: Cat, but I think over the course of his career, hopefully we do see him really uh, incorporate that into the main part of his game. It'll so, allow
1: him to play the four with Gorgie yeah. at the five, and then it'll allow him to have like crazy floor space when we play with Nemanja. And that's right. everyone
0: can shoot. That's right. So that's my prediction. Except Ricky. Carl Anthony Towns will make more three-pointers than Ricky Rubio this season. Scott, what is your prediction and uh, for, for for this season for the Wolves?
1: Uh, well, not quite this season, but mm. my prediction is that in the next CBA, not this next CBA, we're about to go into a lockout maybe within the next summer. No, no, no. The no, CBA no. after that. So two CBAs from now. The big battleground will be over whether or not teams, how much like, like, uh, new, like genetic information they can track on you. Whoa. Because it's like the, like the Warriors have been in the system to keep their players healthy. Maybe it's not luck that they've been so healthy because right? they've been trying to advance stuff like monitoring the players' sleep. And some people would say that's an invasion of privacy to have your bosses watch your sleep patterns. They can tell when you're out the night before a game. They can tell when you're doing the right thing or not. Mm -hmm. It's very invasive. It's very big brother. But uh, the players let them do it because they trust the Warriors training staff. What if they don't? What teams are going to use this sinisterly? So you're saying this advanced
0: technological medical information is going to come into play. We're going to have to be, it's going to be a sticking point.
1: There's going to be corners of the CBA you never even dreamed about. B- genetic testing, blood testing, genetic engineering. Uh, you know, how much you can track tracking you track their, uh, you know, their phone usage. What can you do? Wow. Wow! I can, not next, not this next one, but two
0: CBAs. Yeah, from I now.
1: think next, this next one's a little too soon for the one after that.
0: Right, not, not this summer, but in five summers. Predictions. That's, that's what it'll be. Those are our predictions uh, for this week. If you have any predictions, let us know what those might be. Maybe we'll read them on the show. Holla at us. you know, if you think you are a soothsayer, you know, if you if you think you can see the future, let us know some predictions that you might have. But uh, stick around. We're going to have another word from our sponsor. And then we're going to have one more segment. It's Timberwolves, the podcast.
1: Salty smidge, sour drops. This is an actual candy. We aren't making this up on the spot. It's real, not imaginary. Salty and sour, that's a thing. We wouldn't make this up. Salty Smidge Sour Drops. Why would we lie to you? Salty Smidge Sour Drop. A real thing that you can buy.
0: Alright, time to wrap up the podcast here. But first, we have a game. Scott, you are ready to play
1: a game? Remember, today I am playing for Kathy Turner out of Rochester, Minnesota. Kathy, Kathy. if I win today, you'll get my voice on your voicemail.
0: That's right, Kathy. If Scott gets over half of these questions right, then
1: you win. I don't mean that I will record your voicemail message. I mean that I will leave a long rambling message on your voicemail machine.
0: (laughs) That's right. Alright, this week uh, I have a game here for Scott. I'm gonna give him um, the game name of the game is Real or Fake Target Center Section Names. Now in the past at Target Center, um, the marketing team has put up a player's poster and then kinda add in like a sort of pun or a cute name for that player's section. Um, you know, like uh, like uh, Ricky's Rockstars or something like that. Uh, you know, it's something that's heck, usually heck. usually alliteration is really what it alliteration's is. huge. Yes, so you know they usually put those around the arena,
1: and you oh, see Brewers it. buddies, Brewers buddies oh, is the big oh, one. Oh, Brewers buddies. It's so good they didn't even take it down after they <laughs> traded him last season. They left <laughs> Brewers <laughs> buddies up for the rest of the season, yeah. and they traded him early. Speaking
0: of Wally's, there'd <laughs> be Wally's World. That's been one of them. Yep. So so you know what we're talking about here this year. They're hanging uh, in the rafters. Um, in between the American flag and the Canadian flag. So just, they're still there, but they're not really, you know, names for sections anymore. They're still there.
1: Wiggins got one of the small ones. What the heck? <laughs> who, who said Wiggins should get the small one? And I want to talk to that
0: person. KG just says 4XL. The numeral 4XL. What? I have no idea. What? I have no idea. we got to get to the bottom of this. If you you got any tips for us, let us know, because we have no idea what that means. Anyway, I have some real ones. I have some fake ones. Then give him to Scott, and he has to pick whether it's real or fake. Scott, we're starting with uh, we're starting with one right here. Kevin's crew. Kevin Martin, does he have a
1: crew? Is that real or fake? Hmm. Kevin Kevin's crew, Kevin's crew. Crew with a K, I'm assuming. Yeah, you would. And I'm going to say that's real. It is real. Yeah, yeah Kevin's crew with a Kevin's K. Kevin's
0: crew. There it yeah. is. Kevin's totally. crew is indeed one of them. Next up, Gorgie's gang. Gorgie's gang. Big man with a gang. Real or fake?
1: Mm. I'm going to feel like an NBA team is not going to promote gang affiliation. I'm going to say that one's fake. You got it. Fake. Sorry. Sorry. There is no
0: Gorgie's gang yet. But I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I think so, I do think negative with that. But a gang is
1: just I think incredible. you would use his last name because it rhymes at least.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Jang's gang, yeah, it's like a tongue twister. Yeah, Jang's Jang, James Gang. Yeah, I, I can't say either of those well. So far, you're two and zero. Oh. Very nice. Very nice. Next one here, Scott. Shabazz's spazzes. <laughs>
1: could there be i think that one's even more offensive <laughs> than the game honestly Yeah, shabazz's spazes real or fake uh that one is fake if uh, i could if i could offer a suggestion for shabazz it should be shabazz palaces right
0: shabazz Pal- shabazz's palaces that would be nice yeah that's funny shabazz's spazzes. no that's fake uh scott you're three and you're doing you're doing real good right this. now crushing this next one pex pack Pack. I gotta believe that's Very real. Easy. I
1: gotta believe that's real. It is. Oh, it's yeah. such a good one because that's such an easy one. They just didn't do it
0: a, work. You just do a P A K, and then mm-hmm. it's like three letters, three letters. Pex, pack. Pack that's is a good one. You know, they want to promote the whole pack ideology with the Wolves. All right, next one here for you Cats Commanders. Cats Commanders with a K. Mm-hmm. Cats Commanders. Rookie. Carl Anthony Towns Cats Commanders really I feel fake.
1: like they would use Cat because what I haven't seen Carl Anthony with a hyphen but if, and I can't see him yeah, or just Towns like, Towns troops or something like that would be kind of weird. I feel like uh Towns clowns I feel like Commanders is too long of a word though. I'm gonna say this one's fake.
0: It's real! It's real! It's on the target site right now. <laughs> oh, that's insane.
1: Yep. Oh, that's wacky. Yep, that's right. Cats commanders, Well, you're still doing really good. That makes me think of like a very cute video on YouTube, probably of like kittens. <laughs> I'm guessing they're like in soldier costumes or something. You're three and one right now. You're doing pretty good. Scott, next
0: one. Ricky's Rock Stars. Ricky's Rock Stars. That's right. I that's use it as an example. It's real. It's real. That's right. 4-1, doing great, doing great right now. Moving right along, next one. B-Elite be says Elite
1: Sons. Oh, my God. I want this to be a thing. B-Elite be says Elite Sons. Elite Sons. Is it Elite Sons? Is it like you're making up a word or Elite Sons? Elite Sons. Like your 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 boys are elite. Oh,
0: man. I want that to be a thing, but that can't be true. It's not. It's not. I just tried to rhyme it. Be, I like that B-Elite Elite Sons. B-Elite be Elite Sons. There it is. Uh, yeah. So, Scott, right now, four... I you still. You know, I don't even know where you are right now. I think you're. I think you're five and one right now. You're killing it. Uh, next one here, Andrew Wiggins. Wiggins Warriors. Wiggins Warriors. Mm. Real or fake? Target center section name. It's Wiggins hard
1: to Warriors. tell because it says a small flag. I can't really read his banner in comparison. It's to way too it's, small for the rookie year. Way too to small the for the rook. But I am going to say that's that's true. That's a Warriors real one. Is it is. Real. It
0: is indeed. I love that. Wiggins Warriors is real. That's that's the best they come up with. I think you can maybe get like a you know a rhyme that you would want to go with that one. Uh, but you know, Wiggins for Wiggins isn't uh, something we want that's to do not anymore. That's we're, we're already there. All right, one more, last one. Carl's crowd again with the K. Carl's
1: crowd. I mean, I feel like I should be worse at this. I did not see any of these before. These are all just invented. <laughs> That's my first time hearing them, and it's not. Yeah, all i having mean, a lot of radio drama for me to just slam dunk this one like an NBA Jam character. But you already did a Cat one. They can't have another Carl. There's no other Carl on this team. I messed it up. It's she, Cat Commandos. It is.
0: It's Cat's Commanders. <laughs> Not Carl's Crowd. I just thought Carl's Crowd would have been a good one. Carl that one's I mean, Carl Anthony Towns is a lot you can His do. His first name is Carl Anthony though. So, so many you get into yeah. trouble there. You yeah. get into trouble there. You, you really do. do. You can't ignore the the hyphenation in that situation. Unless
1: you can have something hyphenated. What like rhymes <laughs> with Anthony, like <laughs> Anthony, like, <laughs> like uh carl anthony's snarl Anthony. <laughs> yeah just make up words it's all good You can. oh that. i'm pretty sure that's a word i don't panthony, think the context yeah. works just i do panthony. not think the context works
0: i like that that's cool well scott you did it uh homegirl in 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 rochester rochester hey if Ms. you're listening turner. if you're listening miss turner expect
1: um, a a lawn and rambling and at times quite quite mystifying phone message on your voicemail don't answer i, I will hang up if you answer i'll keep calling until yeah, you let you, it go to voicemail you know miss
0: turner was the head of the head of the curve here she just contacted us and and asked if if you know we could play for her um, in this game so you know if you want us to potentially play a game for you again get at us on twitter or on, on our website and you know we'll, we'll we'll do our trivia game and you could find yourself winning
1: a prize from us I'd, I'd play games for you but we never play games with you girl yeah that's right <laughs> never play games with your heart
0: but thank you so much for uh, listening to our podcast this week that's going to do it for episode four Scott how are you feeling about our fourth podcast
1: I can't believe we're still doing this my attention span Whoa. has never lasted four of anything We've that's five. why I only have a great opinion of the Star Wars trilogy because <laughs> I never saw anything but the original trilogy because oh man four is too many uh, so thank you if you've been listening we really appreciate it uh, we are doing something that I'm saying right now. We didn't talk about this beforehand. If you go on iTunes, apparently like we don't even know. I mean, I, we just listen to a lot of podcasts and it seems yeah. like every podcast they talk about how iTunes reviews it's are very great. important. So if you want to drop one on there, try to make it uh, we, really weird. Don't even try to like recommend our podcast. Just try to like write a chapter of a story and maybe like each consecutive uh, review can build on that story kind of like a creative writing exercise. But if you write a review... And, Rates. Give us a good rating. Give us a good rating. If you feel so moved to do so. But whatever you enter after that can be whatever. And we'll send you a free Alexei Shved t-shirt because we've got a box of them left over from obviously several years ago. That's
0: right. If you are a big enough fan to be listening to this podcast, surely you know of a uh, uh, former NBA player, Alexei Shved, currently playing over in Russia, I believe, right now for like a club team. We made some t-shirts... You know, in honor of him being a Right wolf. at
1: the peak of his height. It was oh, like yeah. the rookie sophomore game when we were oh, like, yeah. this is money. Forget <laughs> Ricky. Forget Kevin Love. We Shved. we know Shved is going to be the t-shirt everyone wants. So, so we have a box of Shved shirts that literally nobody wants. That's right.
0: So leave a comment and then, like,
1: send us a screen grab. Yes, Yeah, sorry. Leave us an
0: iTunes review. And either screen grab it or just tweet us saying that you did it, and uh, we'll get
1: we'll get a t-shirt sent your way. Because and if you only give us like three out of five stars, I'm only gonna give you like half of a t-shirt. We're we'll probably cut the it. top half. It'll be like a halter top kind of thing. <laughs> so we'll yeah, go. that so that's your
0: assignment for the next week. You can win a cool t-shirt. Uh, we probably have your size. So <laughs> yeah, we got a lot. <laughs> we go. have an awful lot of them. We'll go for it and do that. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with uh, another another episode of our podcast. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening,
1: and we'll see you next week. And you know what they say, everybody Prince's all time best selling single was Bat Dance. That's
0: right.